On today's episode of the Wild Takes Podcast, Zuch and myself break down the past weekend of excellent hockey and look ahead to the next three games against the Yotes, the Knights, and the Kraken. Definitely going to want to stick around and tune in because this is a fun one. Let's go. What's up, hockey fans? Dev here to tell you about the greatest way to gamble in the state of Minnesota, and that is betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Right now, you can get $5 for free to bet on your favorite teams just by signing up using the promo code 10K. Yeah, and you guys can bet on a variety of sports, professional golf if you want to. I mean, the, the sky's the limit with it. You can bet with your friends. You can join competitions. And you can take our money too. Just look out for our uh, orders when we put them out for certain games and take them up and win some money because we're dipshits. So you could for sure win some money off of us. So yeah, definitely go make sure, sign up at betteredge.com, use promo code 10K and come take our money. Let's go. Ahead. Two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nino Niederreiter wins it for the Wild! Cut off by Mata. Throws it off front. Dumba scores! Here comes Brian Ralston for the Wild. Penalty shot to tie the game. He blasts it Oh, man, what a shot! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast. My name is Dev. With me, as always, is my alcoholically attractive co-host, Zooch. Uh, I don't even know if that's a word, but uh, I see you just guzzling a truly and, or sorry, is that a Vizzy? It's a Vizzy. I kind of like these Vizzy's. Yeah, I see it. I see it coming in. I wanted well, to make sure made, that the listeners... Me, you made me go well. earlier today, so usually <laughs> when I do this, I crack open a few, we unwind, we talk some wild hockey, and now it's 4 p.m. my time, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, you know, this is what we do on the Wild Takes Podcast. We have some drinks, we talk wild hockey, so, you know. Absolutely, and we've got a lot of wild hockey to talk about. Um, yes, we do. This, uh, this past weekend, since our last episode with Spoke Z dropped, uh, the Wild have gone 2-0, and both games were, I would say, the two best games of the season, both in terms yep. of how the team played and also just like flat out fun and entertaining to watch. Um, it, it's always good when your team is scoring a lot of goals, even and even if the uh, even if the other team is also scoring goals, it still is a fun thing to watch. But it's so much better when your team is scoring a lot of goals and then also winning. Wouldn't you agree, Zuch? Well, I'd agree, and this is this probably is going to be the only time I tie in another Minnesota team. But it's nice to see a Minnesota team get aggressive. You need to score. You know, you need to score to win games. So it's nice that we have a team here that doesn't, you know, score three goals and go, now let's batten down the hatches and sit back and hope the other team doesn't try to come back. So, uh, yeah, I think we all know what team we're talking about here, but I'm just glad the Minnesota Wild look at it as, hey, we need to score more goals than the opposing team. And it really doesn't matter how many goals they score. Right. It's it's refreshing. It's very refreshing. 
Yeah, it really is. Especially even considering like the wild have played that style of hockey for yes. Years. Yep. Score decades a goals even. and they go. But yeah. the series that kind of comes back to me uh, that really, really reminds me of that style of hockey was the Winnipeg Jets playoff series about mm-hmm. what, four years ago. We're in the first game, I believe. Yeah. They, were up, they might have been up 2 1, 3. They were winning in the third period after scoring a quick couple goals to give themselves a lead. And I don't know what happened, but they said, you know what? We're going to get our backs against the wall now and we're just going to stand there and let Winnipeg shoot endless pucks at our net and yeah. Winnipeg scored twice and we lost. So, I mean, it just, yeah, I, the words can't describe this wild team. They just got the depth. They seem to have scoring uh, the goaltending. Like we've touched on. He hasn't looked great when we've been tied, but when we're down a goal, Cam Talbot is that dude. He I, doesn't, he doesn't allow goals. It, it, I, I read an incredible sense. stat. I'm sure you saw it as well. Um, Going into the Pittsburgh game, uh, Cam Talbot has the third best save percentage in the league when yep. his team is down. He has yep. only given up three goals as of three. today. Yep. It was two. It's now three. That's, That's how incredible. Back. That's how you come back. If, if anybody's wondering why the Wild are able to come back in seven games so far, it might even be eight. No, it's seven. Seven, yeah. Seven. So – to come back is that man cam talbot so i don't want to hear any slander from wild fans i realize you'd like to see him not allow four goals a game but this man is holding us in these games and not allowing these teams to take a bigger lead a two-goal lead because i mean hell they can pound in geno's left and right so i mean it's really not that big of a deal for him right and i mean you know i made the joke too in the uh the pittsburgh game when the when the uh Cam, it was right after they showed that stat where Cam yep. would only let in two goals, and then bam, he lets in bam. he lets in another one. I was like, ah, dang it! And then uh, I made a joke to my buddy, and I said, well, something, something, two goal lead is the most dangerous lead in hockey, yep. which is you know true, but you also don't want to get into a habit of no. routinely being down <laughs> two. I don't love. I've touched on this before. I don't love the fact that the Wild are going down by one so frequently. Ultimately, at the end of the year, it's just not sustainable to no have to come back and claw your way through every game. But in the meantime, the wild are showing a lot of things that are sustainable, mainly the fact that they're not afraid to just put pucks on net and they're not going to quit, which like at the end of the day, that's all I really want from a team is a team that is going to give it their all for 60, 60 minutes, 60 seconds. Whoops. Um, (laughs) uh give it their all for 60 minutes and you know an extra five if if necessary in overtime right that that's all i'm ultimately looking for and this team is showing that that's what they're here to do um we i know you had touched on a little bit too where like this wild team is starting to make believers out of people that don't necessarily care about hockey namely my wife and your girlfriend yeah my yeah my girlfriend specifically yeah, I mean, like I was telling you, I was telling you earlier, like the like the the Penguins game too. Like that was a game where my wife, you know, she'll watch the games with me, where she'll just sit on the couch and just kind of like you know play on her phone or uh, right. hang out yeah, on the, Etsy the, the or TikTok, the TikTok and Twitter. They just scroll through Twitter and TikTok, and you're like, yeah. are you even watching the game with me? 
Nope. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> They'll look up at a goal and I'm like, yeah. And it's like, oh, right. it's like it's like the fake clap where they're like, oh, oh what happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they hear yeah, they hear LaPanta, he shoots his goal. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, yay, do the sports. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my wife literally has a team because she doesn't care about shirts. She literally has a T-shirt that says, uh, I just hope both teams have fun. Yeah, the Rob Lola bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So imagine my surprise when I'm sitting on the couch during the uh, the Penguins game, and uh, I believe it was Jared Spurgeon scores the goal to uh, to bring it within one late in the game. And – uh, it's now five on four and I jump up and I'm like, yes, let's go. And I'm trying to be reserved because I don't want to disturb her on the other side of the couch. And she like, looks at me like, you don't have to relax. Like that was awesome. And I'm like, oh, this is terrific. And <laughs> this is how I know that I married the right woman. Cause right. she is, she's starting to get it. She's starting to, I'm not going to say she's starting to care about hockey. Cause that, that would be a lie, but yeah. she is starting to appreciate it a little bit more. Right, and I think that's just a testament to how special this wild team really is, and and, and absolutely can be. No, I'm I'm with you. I mean, they uh, they're making fans out of a lot of people. I mean, you see a lot of these negative fans, and you're starting to see less and less. I mean, they're starting to finally realize, like, hey, I don't need to sit here and bitch and moan about little parts of the wild game. Like, I feel like when we had Boudreaux, there was a, always that extra pass that would piss fans off like they'd be yeah. like why don't you shoot it on net that isn't an issue anymore these guys are taking that shot and they're putting rebounds on the net and it, it's really entertaining hockey uh one one thing i'm a little worried about right now is that penalty kill is yeah well great I'm, I'm gonna come to the defense gonna of the penalty kill a little bit on paper yeah they're like like 23rd or 24th in the league yeah. Um, but if you actually watch them, which I know you do, but like, if you actually are, are sitting there watching them, they actually look pretty good most of the time. Yeah. Um, it's you know, the, like the, the goals, it's a little worrisome just how sometimes the, the other team's finding a way to score. And we, I almost feel like they stay on the ice 15 seconds too long sometimes. Well, they, that's, they just... that's, yeah, that's actually what I was going to get to is I think part of the reason that the PK's numbers don't look as impressive as the eye test does is because they have to be on the fucking ice like seven times a game. Right. Uh, the wild need to stop taking those stupid stick check penalties. That's, yeah, they're calling that's my biggest complaint <laughs> through 10 games is that the, the wild, I'm not going to say they're undisciplined cause I don't think that's the case, mm, but no, it, it, what they need to do is stop taking those stupid penalties. Like, yeah, obviously, you know, it's a game of hockey. You're, you can expect that you're going to get, have somebody gets into the box two, three times a game. Yeah. The Wild are like third or fourth most in PIMS this year so far, which is absurd. That's like, this is not that kind of a team, you know, like no disrespect to anybody, but like we're not Philly from the seventies here. Like this is not the broad street bullies. We don't have the team to just go out and just be dicks on the ice. Right. Not how this team is constructed, nor is it how they should be constructed or how they should play. So, yeah, we need to just chill out on the penalties. Yeah, and to, to your point, I think that's a really good point. They're taking a lot of penalties. To your point, that means, I mean, you got seven penalties a game. Chances are, what, three to four or five of those penalties are taken by one of your killers? 
I mean, you're not putting Zuccarello or Kaprizov out there on the penalty kill. You're not putting, you know, yeah, they scores. have put Fiala on there a couple of times. No, and I, I actually, I, I actually they, like that. I, I'm mixed on Fiala. He has gotten better. Those first two games, every mm. time I saw him on the ice, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, can we not? I was like, come on, Dean. I was like, come on, yeah. Dean. But my my bum puckered up for sure. Yeah. But now I agree, though. He has made a believer out of me. I think he can make a little bit of a make a little money on that penalty kill. He's looked pretty solid out there. But that, that to me, they just got to stop taking penalties. That That is also not sustainable. The way the Wild are playing right now, yes, very entertaining, very good games, but they need to clean it up a little bit. And yeah. I think they will. It, it's very early in the season. The fact they're getting the wins is huge. Absolutely. If, if you remember the another uh, Minnesota team, the Minnesota Twins this year, they didn't win these games early in the season, and that – dearly affected them the rest of the season i mean so, hell you see it with the minnesota vikings they've they've uh, yeah. lost all of their games by like a, they've lost i think five games Dude, by, a by combined seven points every game yeah it's like <laughs> seven or less points it's a it's yeah. a it's a one score game and, and every single time i'm gonna i'm gonna make a correlation it's kind of funny the wild have been coming from behind every game the Vikings have been blowing a seven point lead every game. Every so time. it's like you get the best of both worlds in this state. You really yeah. see both sides of the spectrum. Absolutely. And it's and as frustrating as the Vikings have been, it's really nice that the uh the state of Minnesota can rally around the the one true hockey god in the Minnesota Wild. Well yeah, that is nice. And it's also what what isn't nice is the NFC this season is disgusting in yeah. football. So the Vikings, you're Three and five Minnesota Vikings are a win away from being the seventh seed. It, it's just gross because it keeps fans in. It keeps fans like right there, like oh, we're yeah, still, right. We're all going to be we're just still like still going to make the playoffs. We're it's all like, going to be hooked until the yeah. very last possible minute. The week eighteen garbage time. Where who do we play in week eighteen? The Lions. We're going to lose that. The Bears, of course. The Bears so typical. It's always the Bears. It's always the Bears. Hey, so now, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he just was elite against not – obviously it wasn't all him, but, I mean, they could yeah. beat us every time he played us, so that's kind of nice to get him the hell out of there. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, back to the Wild. We, yeah. We've talked We've talked a, b- a bunch about this Penguins game, which was awesome, and from just like a start to finish, one of the, one of the most entertaining hockey games of the season, um, like of all teams – Yep. But I also want to touch on the Islanders game. Um, Another great game. What, that was an awesome game, too. Yeah. Although maybe not as awesome if you're a neutral fan. Right. <laughs> I mean, the two empty netters made the score a little uglier than it actually was. So. Right. Um, and I think both empty netters might have been a combined 350 feet. To yeah. Between the two, which is sick. Yeah, they were absolute moonshots yeah. for, for sure. Um, for the net, too. What? Uh, but what was your first impression of uh, of, of uh, Zach Parisi coming home? Honestly, and I, it pains me to say it, I didn't really notice him. Yeah, I didn't really notice him too much out there, which is kind of where he's at in his career. He's going to play bottom six minutes. Um, I think on a team like Minnesota, they leaned on him a little more to score goals. But on this New York Islanders team, I mean, there's a lot of studs, quite frankly, up on the top six. You got some good players up there. Um, one thing I thought was cool about that game was Anders Lee, Anders, Anders, whatever you want to pronounce the name. Um, it's kind of cool seeing him pot two genos against his hometown team. That was a guy I was hoping the wild, you know, a couple of years back, were able to go out and maybe land in a trade. Cause there were 
I don't know if there are rumors of us being tied to him, but I know there was some there's some initial conversations that the Wild were looking into it, but I don't think he wanted to leave New York. But no, I, he he's a solid player. At Barzell, he's filthy. Barzell's I, great. Just, he's just Beauvillier. Yep, another very good player. I like the Islanders game. I feel like they uh, that's a team that's a team in the Metropolitan of Ann. That's a division right there. I believe they might the Penguins might be in last place right now, and they have a winning record. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh. It's a, t- it's, a it's, it's tough sledding out there, <laughs> but I, I think we we did say that was going to be the best division in hockey again. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, we sure did, and you and you are bang on. By the way, the uh, the Penguins are in last with uh, a four and three record. They're four yeah. three and three. I wouldn't want to be in that division out there. <laughs> you can look at the Central, and both the bottom two teams are like fucking. One and nine and zero oh and ten. Yeah, <laughs> like, wow. What's going on over there? Well, the Yotes have a win now, thankfully. Uh, they, tomorrow night, they beat the Kraken. I think. Oh, we are going to. It's going to be fun. They're going to throttle Arizona, Minnesota. The Minnesota Wild are a hundred times better than Arizona, and I believe tomorrow night. Honestly, you. I think they give. Uh, Capo to start tomorrow night, and then you start Talbot against Vegas because Vegas. Either way, I know Vegas. Yes, they are, they have injuries. Vegas gonna play a tight. I mean, it's just uh, Robin Leonard is a good goalie still. He's gonna play a tight. Um, the Wild seem to have success against him, but I, I feel like you save Talbot for that game. But I don't know. Arizona to me is just like a free space. They are so bad. I agree on paper. But yeah. I am so scared of this being a trap game where – and I don't think that the team is wired this way. I think from everything that we've seen so far this year and and the better part of last year, I think what we've seen is a team that is uh, not going to necessarily just sit there and overlook a team. Right. But at the same time, I do I do have a lot of anxiety over this because it is – I mean, it's the definition of a trap game. You just come off arguably your two best games of the season, going to Arizona against a team that is complete dog shit. Yeah, they're bad. And there's just there's a, there's so many different ways that the team can tell themselves or convince themselves or whatever. Be like, all right, cool, like we got this one. I agree with you. I hope that they do start. Capo, I hope that they put him in net, and I hope that the team plays their asses off and gets that boy some confidence. I yep. know, I know he played in the Islanders, Islanders game and he played very well. I thought, I thought he played very well. Yep, and I'm very happy to to see that. At the same time, once is luck, twice is skill, and I think if we can get two really good games in a row for for Capo, if we can get two of those going and just get him into a groove and get his momentum back and get his mojo back, I think that's huge. I would love to see it. Well, I think that the confidence in you to, to extend on that point, I think you showing the confidence that you're going to go to him in the front end of a back-to-back. Granted, I know the team isn't good. I think there, right there, it'll give him a little vote of confidence. Like, yeah. oh, you know, they're looking at me and they want me to go in there and play. So I don't know if that's, you know, something that these guys do. I'm not a professional athlete. I just know if they look to me in the front end of a back-to-back and be like, all right, yeah, these guys still, you know, they want me here. It's not as soon as Jesper Wallstead gets here, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Which, wow. I know we ain't talking prospects today. Holy moly, he looks good. 
Yeah, I'm he hasn't let in a goal in, in like a week and a half. <laughs> like 160 minutes of game time. It's you insane. just love to see it. No, he – wow. That, this draft is – holy shit, it's got some serious potential. This last uh, – yeah. between Carson Lambos, who got, in his, who got in a fight, I believe, this week. He sure I did. Saw. He got in a fight. He potted a nice Geno where he walked the, walked the forward. And uh, I believe he had an empty netter as well. So – yeah, Minnesota he had himself Wild. a week. Yeah, let's let's just we'll leave it at that. The prospects we talked with Spokesy about continuing the show. These guys yeah. are going to be ready to come up whenever their number is called in the next three years. I think this Wild team, if we're looking down the road, three years from now, they're going to be a terrifying hockey team. This is going to yeah. be a team nobody's <laughs> going to want to play. New, and we haven't even played our best hockey yet this year. And I think once teams see that, the Minnesota Wild are going to be a legit contender. Because yeah. I, they are. I, no, I don't see how you can look at the Western Conference and not put the Wild in the top five teams. It's not it, – it, they're a contender in this conference, and there's no doubt about it. Our our good friend Dom at The Athletic has us uh, fourth in his power rankings yeah. um, for the last two weeks. Like, yeah. I feel like the – I feel like Dom, Dom's given us respect, but you look around like ESPN. I mean, I don't – honestly, I don't – really care what ESPN has to say about hockey. I'm just going to come out and say it because yeah, you, you guys haven't covered it for what? You guys might write an article. Half of these dudes that are working at ESPN just kind of look at the fucking box scores. They yeah. come up. That's that's what's happening right now. And I don't understand how you can't look at the Minnesota Wild. Yes, they're coming back. Yes, they haven't looked amazing yet. They haven't put together. Maybe the Islanders was a full game, you could argue. I would, I would definitely argue. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So they finally put together their Full game. They beat a Stanley Cup favorite handily. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, yeah. It just no, I it, agree. It bothers outside me of, a little bit. <laughs> outside of Wyshynski, Kaplan, and Butchagross, everybody that's covering yeah. hockey at ESPN has either been doing it elsewhere or not doing it at all for the last five years. Yeah. Bucci and all those guys you mentioned, they do a good job. Uh, sometimes I don't see. <laughs> I with with Greg sometimes. Greg, I, yeah, I recognize he, that Wyshynski is is a bit of a polarizing figure. I I tend to like him, but I know I that, like him most of the time. But sometimes you're like, dude, really? Come yeah, on, you can't you can't think that. I think we talked about it before. There was an article where he was he they just gave the preview for the Wild, and I was reading it. I was like, did you even watch the Minnesota Wild play hockey? I'm like, how are how is this the preview? You have us what? 16th in the league power rankings i'm like get yeah. out of here dude you're you're joking <laughs> there's no way we're the 16th like best team no definitely at that not. point you're right in the middle like come on now this is a top 10 team and i'm i won't hear it from anybody else it is no 100 and and that's the thing is like they're a top 10 team they're first in the division right now and that's considering the fact that they have lost two games they definitely shouldn't have Yep. They've really only been outplayed thoroughly in one game all year. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this this team definitely has a lot going for it. This team has a lot of moxie, and this team is is, is going to be a team that's going to stick around for the entire yeah. season. They're going to be just be pests. Honestly, if anything, this uh, – I think what's going to happen – this is my I, – I, I guess it's going to be kind of a pre-wild a pre take, wild take. I'll, I'll kind of elaborate on it a little bit more in a bit. But I think that the the Wild are going to start to creep up into the national conversation in about a month. Yep. 
And once they're there, I really don't think that they're going to leave that conversation. I think people are going to start to realize that, I mean, hell, we're doing all this with our, you know, star player, quote unquote, underperforming. We've already talked ad nauseum about how the fact that he's got, he's a point point per game still. He's a point of game player and everybody's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But he is though. I mean, it's, you can, you can look at it and say he's underperforming. Really look at the greater picture. They're eight and three. He's a point per game. Performing. I mean, look at yeah. it as a team game. I don't know, man. I like wins over my favorite player having seventeen points at eight. I'll, you know what? I, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. We call that the Edmonton Euler effect. Oh yeah, no. I bet they're, they're hey, their fans are very very happy about their two hundred and forty and hundred twenty point players. Yeah. Yay! But we yeah. get bounced every year in the first round, and we got swept by. Ooh, Winnipeg last year? Yikes. Who got swept by the Montreal Canadiens right after. Yeah. So. It's uh, it's real tough sledding uh, out Shut in Shut up, the... Edmonton fans. I, I will say, I heard it on, I believe it was 30, the 31 Thoughts podcast, or 32 okay. Thoughts now, um, where <laughs> oh, yes. they yeah, – uh, Yeah. I heard them talk about how what appears to be like for the first time in a long time, Connor actually believes that this team can win. I mean, you see that play that yeah. he made against the Rangers where he just like dipsy doodles his way through fucking four defenders. Surprised himself. He's and then, yeah. And then he oh. makes an all time face at the end of it. Yeah. Um, Did I just do that? Yeah. I'm crazy. <laughs> it's an incredible goal. But then, so you like, you look and you see, and, and uh, Elliot Friedman pointed out, I thought very astutely, like, if you look at his body language, he knows that he doesn't have to be the guy this year. Like right. he's got dry sidle. He's got Hyman. Um, as shocked as I am to say this out loud, like Duncan Keith is playing well. Like everybody is playing well. They actually have a team that's solid. They could probably use another scoring threat um, in like the middle six role. And they could probably use another left shot D, but that team for the first time in a long time, actually looks like they could go on a run. Um, I was pretty open about how I thought that they were going to kind of fizzle out again this year before the season. And after watching them play, I was wrong. I was very, I mean, obviously, you know, we hey, still got to see you the playoffs. you may not be wrong. I, I, we still got to see the playoffs and everything, but I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to wind up having been wrong. You know what, Dev? I am, uh, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think you're going to be wrong at all. I just don't think they have – again, I'm going to compare – this is a wild podcast. I'm going to always compare yeah. it to the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota, when you look at them as a whole, they have four lines. You can play against anybody. They, they've they shown. They will put their first line out there against fucking McKinnon and yeah. Rantanen and Landis Scott. Like, we saw do Brandon Duhame take a yes. – take a... <laughs> Yes. You're going to put your fourth line out there against the first line. They don't care. And they'll, and they'll play well. Uh, the Oilers, I don't think they have a very solid bottom six. And it, it, I'm, I'm sorry, over the span of a season, you need all 12 of your forwards for sure to at least be producing a little bit. Otherwise, when in McDavid and Drysaddle, they obviously don't take breaks as they are more than They're a two point a game. They don't take breaks. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think we they've shown over the span of five years that they've had names there. They've had other players that have popped up over there, and they just you know. They always fizzle out until I see they're not going to fizzle out. 
I'm just going to continue thinking that it's going to happen. No, that's fair. No, that's fair. I'm just saying that for the first time that they I can remember in the, in the McDavid era, they appear to actually have a bottom six that's not like a It's not top. terrible. It's a bottom terrible. six that's not just a bunch of AHL call-up Right, guys. exactly. And that's where their issue has been. So, sure, could they be very good for the whole season? Yes. I'm just not – I'm not going to hop on board until I see it. That's I need fair. to see it. Which is because, totally fair. Yeah, they, and honestly, you could say the same for the Wild. We need to see that they can play a whole season. Yes, they were very good last year, but that was, what, 52? 56 games. It's not an 82-game season. Right. We're playing about 30, right around 30 extra games, 26. Um, it, and it, also, we're not going to just bully the shit out no. of the Yotes and the Ducks. And to a lesser extent, the Kings for yeah. we will you know, be bullying the Yotes. We will bully them. <laughs> we will be of, bullying the Yotes, but yeah. but it's only three games instead of seven. November tenth, November thirtieth, April twenty sixth. Hey, I'll be at the November thirtieth game. Yeah, you will. Which is a well, great segue for us to talk about. Tickets. What's that? <laughs> I still gotta buy tickets. Oh, you definitely do, and uh, it's a great way for us to talk about the uh, the Cup Snake Night because uh, that November thirtieth game against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, 10,000 takes is going to be hosted at, uh, 10 K, 10 K takes night or 10 K night. I, I don't actually know what the official, uh, no, I actually, is. Um, it, the snake night. I think, I don't, I think they, they are doing the 10 K night in March and this is a little, that's all I'm going to say because okay. there's conversations going on. So uh, there is going to be another game this year for fans to get out there and the next one's going to be as far as i'm concerned the where we've been talking with some people sounds like it's gonna be pretty fun they got some pretty good ideas going and uh the first night's just a cup snake i say just the cup snake. yeah they're playing the worst team in the league at home because that's about all you're gonna have to do because that team is terrible you're gonna be watching the wild play an AHL team, so all you're gonna have to do. Is <laughs> I can't wait. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, unfortunately, I won't be in attendance because uh, I live in North Carolina, and it's very difficult Ooh. to just get to St. Paul on a random Tuesday. But uh, train. <laughs> just hop on trains, get up here. Come on, in yeah. the winter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's going to be a great time. I can't recommend it enough. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, but uh, somebody's going to stay here and man the Twitter account. So that'll be yep. that'll be my job. Well, yeah, that that'll be you. That <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, let's uh, that that'll about wrap it up for today. We uh, we've got a lot to look forward to, and uh, there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming forward in the the very near future. Uh, the next week or so, uh, the wild the wild are going to be playing. Uh, at at Arizona, at Golden Knights, at Kraken, uh, and then uh, yeah, that'll be those will be the games before before we talk to you next. Uh, Zooch, before we go, um, we're gonna end this podcast the same way we end every podcast, my friend. What is your wild take? My wild take is very simple. Minnesota Wild will go three and zero, two zero and one at worst this week. And we'll be sitting at 21 or 22 points at the beginning of next week. I love it. Um, that is really good. And I, I fuck, I really agree with it. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, yeah, oh man, I, I, I don't think they lose to the Coyotes. I think we handle the Kraken. I think the only game that's up in the air is that Vegas game, and they're not very good either. So. They're hurting really bad. Yeah. And, we, and we do tend to 
play them very well regardless. I think well, we right. play them well, and we won't. The reason we play them well is because they've been so much better than us since they came into the league. And it's I know it's weird to say since they came into the league, but they yeah. really have been. Yeah, they've been better than us, and we went five and zero or six and zero in our first whatever games against them. And I, I don't know. I just think we play them tough, and even if they, you know, get someone back from injury, which I don't think they do, I don't think they're going to get them. No, everybody's out until like February. (laughs) Well, hey, February it'll be a scary team. Hopefully, they're hanging around still. You mentioned (laughs) on it last week. I they could miss the playoffs this year if they don't get their shit together real quick. Yeah, they better hurry. You can't just you can't just have February come. Yeah, well, maybe they do play a lot of games in February and April and March this year. So no, they don't play any games in February because uh, the no, Olympics. I, I, I mean, that you play extra in April and March. Oh, so sure. I, yeah, I yeah. believe the Wild play 35 times from February to whatever. That's they play three games right. in February, yeah, and they play 16 and 16 in the final two. So, I mean, that's a lot of games in them. <laughs> I mean, in shit, 32 games in two months that's a yeah. game every other day, so. Yep. 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 That's a lot. Um, yeah. So let me, uh, let me wrap up here. Uh, my wild take, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I want to be more specific. Um, I think that in about a month, we're going to start seeing the lead up to the winter classic. We're going to start seeing, I think TNT is, is trying to do like a behind the scenes documentary series, kind of like what they did with the Leafs last year. Um, you know, that, that road, road to the winter classic type of thing. I don't know if that's been approved. I know that they want to, um, I would imagine that something like that gets done. And I think that right around then, just from a pure marketing standpoint, you're going to start to see all the big boys start to care about the wild and to a lesser extent, the blues, which by the way, like that game is shaping up to be a fucking awesome matchup. Um, And I think what's going to wind up happening though, is everybody's going to get, start getting ready for that. They're going to get excited. They're going to start talking about it more and more and more. And then the game is going to happen. And then everybody's going to talk about how great the game was. And then you're going to realize like, Oh shit, the wild, the Minnesota Wild are in the first place in the Central Division. They are really, really good. They're really deep. They have a strong decor that's outperforming everybody. Um, if they can just clean up the fucking penalties, this team is a legit contender. They're like a really, really good team. So I think you're going to start to see is a uh, a a you know a West that's weaker than the East start to be recognized from a national standpoint. And I think you hit hit the nail on the head. The Wild are definitely a top five team in the West, arguably a top three team. And uh, there's no reason why they can't make a competitive in uh, in a Western conference. So I think that mid-December leading up to the Winter Classic is when the rest of the national media is going to start to see it. You're going to start seeing the Wild pop up in everybody's top 10 rankings uh, from there to the end of the season, because once the wild get going, I think that this team is consistent enough that they're not going to let us down until the uh, inevitable playoff hurt. <laughs> yeah, they just have too many people. Yeah, yeah. they just have so many people night in and night out, and I pick mean, up the slack. Exactly, that's, that's really it's just picking up the slack. Yeah, and hell, we we had you know we had Pitlick and Zuccarello down with COVID. Yeah. We had Goligoski and uh, Kulikov Greenway's on IR. Well, he's back, I believe. Super well, yeah, but like, but like, we we had right. yeah. six. We had six guys in our starting lineup miss time, and we just <laughs> called up. Yeah, and we just called everybody up, and uh, and we didn't miss a beat. We went. We no. lost one game. Yeah. And uh, you, yeah. Felt like we were. We might have had a stronger schedule while those guys were out than what we had at the beginning of the season. Very possible, yeah. I mean, we had, yeah. I think, uh, I think we sure did. 
So yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do it for us today on the uh, the episode of, of this episode of the Wild Takes Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. This has uh, been another great episode. We very much appreciate uh, you giving us a listen. Be sure to go get your tickets for for uh, Cup Snake Night against the Arizona Coyotes, and go check us out on anything social media at 10K Takes or 10K Takes MN. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Long live the business. Later.